You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians radio network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Cleveland Clinic. Access the number one care in Ohio anytime, anywhere. By Subway, the official training restaurant of the Cleveland Indians. By KeyBank, the banking home of the Cleveland Indians. everyone, welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Comerica Park in Detroit where it's a big baseball day on Saturday, a day-night doubleheader to get this series started. It was supposed to start on Friday night, but too much rain here in the Detroit area, so the game was postponed due to rain. So now the series begins on Saturday afternoon and then Saturday night with game two of the day-night doubleheader. Coming up on this week's show, Indians red-hot rookie Bradley Zimmer stops by to talk about the smooth transition that he has had to Major League Baseball. It's been fun, man. I've had a good time so far. Also, we'll check in with an old friend, Mike Napoli, back in town with the Texas Rangers earlier this week. We had a chance to ask Napoli why 2016 was so special to him that year he had with the Cleveland Indians. The relationship we built um, was unbelievable. It's something special that will last for um, the rest of our lives. James Harris will be here. He's the Indians' director of player development. He has the weekly farm report and an update on the Indians' new draft picks who were in Cleveland earlier this week. And it's a busy week in review featuring the Indians' biggest come-from-behind win of the season on Monday night against Texas. Base hit center field. Encarnacion scores. Here comes Santana. The Indians have the lead. What a comeback. That is all coming up as Tribe Talk gets rolling on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Comerica Park in Detroit. Busy day on Saturday with a pair of games, a day-night doubleheader for the Indians and Tigers. Rain out on Friday night, and the series finale now, a three-game series, will be Sunday afternoon as well. Time now for the Week in Review, and we take you back to Monday night. What a wild night at Progressive Field it was. Texas jumped out to the big lead early. Three-run home runs in the first and second innings from Adrian Beltre and then Elvis Andrews. We'll pick things up in the bottom half of the fifth. With the Tribe batting trailing 9-3, to three, the Indians loaded the bases for Lonnie Chisenhall. The pitch to Chisenhall is swung on and rolled to the right side. Scooped up by Gallo. Throws back to Hamels. Covering safe at first base is Chisenhall. A run scores from third. That's Ramirez. And all hands are safe. It's now Texas 9. The Indians 4. 
A single for Chisenhall on a slowly hit ground ball to the right side. Gallo, the first baseman, picked it up right in front of Odor and then had to throw back to Hamels covering, and Chisenhall beat Hamels to the bag. Still in the bottom of the fifth, Roberto Perez drew a bases loaded walk to make it 9-5. Then Bradley Zimmer drove in one more with a fielder's choice. That made it 9-6. Next, it was Francisco Lindor. Dario Alvarez has the sign from Lucroy. Long hold, now the 0-2. Swung on, line drive, base hit in the center field. That'll score one. Chisenhall crosses home plate. On to third goes Zimmer. And the beat goes on for the Tribe this inning. Another run is up, and the Indians pull closer. So after a four-run fifth inning, the Indians went right back to work in the sixth and got over the hump. With two men on, Carlos Santana came through. Here's the set and the 1-0 pitch. Swung on, bounced toward first, in the hole, and into right, a base hit. Ramirez flying around third will score, and Carnacion stops at second. And Santana got a seeing-eye single that bounced into right to make it a one-run game. His second RBI tonight, his first hit. And now 40 RBIs on the air for Santana. And it's a 9-8 game as the Indians, down at one point, 9-2, have scraped and clawed their way back to within a run. Still in the sixth, bases loaded. It was Lonnie Chisenhall that brought the Tribe all the way back from a seven-run deficit to take the lead. The 0-1 pitch. Swung and grounded up the middle by the diving Andrews. Base hit center field. And Carnacion scores. Here comes Santana. The Indians have the lead. What a comeback. Lonnie Chisenhall, his third hit, three RBIs. A hot shot grounder back up the middle into center field. The Rangers have their 15th blown save of the year. And the Indians have their first lead of the night. Down 9-2. The Indians now lead it 10-9. And they weren't done yet. Base is still loaded for Francisco Lindor. A swing and a little chopper to short. This will get a run home. Charged by Andrews. Throw to first. Down in time. An infield hit for Frankie Lindor. The Indians lead it 11-9. Geyers scores the fourth run in the inning. Chisinau to third. Perez to second. Francisco Lindor's had three RBIs in his last three at-bats. And now 36 on the year. What an amazing turnaround. Jason Kipnis added a sack fly to cap the five-run sixth inning, and the Indians were on top 12-9. to And then more Indians offense in the seventh after a leadoff double from Edwin Encarnacion. Carlos Santana came through again. Now the 2-2. Santana with a drive. Deep center field on the run is Gomez, and it short hops the wall. Extra bases for Santana. Around third coming home, Encarnacion in with a head first slide. Throw to the plate, way wide of the mark, goes to the backstop. And to third goes Santana. Encarnacion with a head first slide at home. It was not even going to be close, but he wasn't taking any chances. But a big night continues for Carlos Santana, and it's 13-9 Indians. 
And so, too, did Roberto Perez. Now the set. Now the pitch. Swung on, line shot, deep center. Back goes Gomez, over his head. Hits the track, jumps up against the wall. Perez into second with the Indians' third double of the inning. And into scores, Carlos Santana. And the Indians just keep pummeling Texas pitching. Now the Indians with a 14-9 lead. They have scored 12 unanswered runs here tonight. And one more double in the seventh. This one from Bradley Zimmer. The pitch. Zimmer with a line drive. Deep left field. It is going to head for the wall. Bangs off the wall. Zimmer on his way to second. Sliding with another double. In the scores, Perez. And it's a 15-9 shellacking of Texas. The Indians with three runs on four doubles here in the seventh inning. And Bradley Zimmer's impressive rookie season continues. So 15-9 Tribe, and it was Nick Goody on in the ninth inning to finish things off. Goody's pitch. Swing and a miss. Ball game. Got him with a slider. What a comeback for the Indians tonight. They beat Texas 15-9, scoring the last 13 runs of this game. The Indians were down 9-2 coming to the plate in the bottom of the fourth inning. They stage their biggest comeback of the season. Next day, we had a chance to catch up with Roberto Perez, who said he could tell in the dugout that nobody felt that they were out of the game when they were down big early. There was a certain confidence that the team had. I think so. I think uh, coming back from the uh, on the weekend, you know, we had a rough series against Minnesota. But, uh, I mean, yesterday we ground our bats out and put in great beats together as a team. And uh, I think you, you could see you could see all the guys trying to get on base, trying to, you know, find a way. And, and that's what we did last night. It was awesome to watch. You mentioned that, and, and a lot of the early runs came on ground outs. I know you had a base hit loaded walk, but there were runs that scored without base hits. And how important can that be when you're in that situation trying to chip away? I mean, if you see Lonnie, Lonnie grounded out the first base and he, he beat the throw. That means that he's hustling all the way. You know, it changed the whole game. It changed the the momentum of the game. Uh, it could have been two outs, you know, with men on second and third, but uh, we needed that. I think uh, our team is just trying to go out there and, uh, and be energetic, and, man, it was it was huge for us last night. And a couple of things happened early on. Obviously, Carlos Carrasco had a tough ball game, and, and you're back there behind the plate. What were you trying to get to with him, and what what was he really struggling with last night? Uh, he didn't have command. The umpire was squeezing him a little bit. You know, uh, he was he was throwing the ball, you know, a little bit outside the corner. You know, it, it was a battle, man. He said he felt great. Um, you know, those things are going to happen, and that's when uh, your offense have to step up, and that's what we did for him. And Terry Francona had to leave the bench during the early stages of the game. What what are the players' reactions when they realize that, that he's not there and, and the coaches are taking over? Uh, you know, you, you worry. You know, he's your manager. So uh, we're a family, you know, here. Um, but you start wondering what's what's going on, what happened to him. But, uh, you know, we, we put it together, and, and that, that win was for him. So, uh, you know, you, you see guys talking, and I didn't know he had a lift because I was – you know, in the game, but uh, 
When I got to the dugout, they, they, they told us, and uh, thank God he, he's okay. Roberto Perez joining us, tribe catcher, who's going through a real nice stretch at the plate now. Some key hits in, in last night's game, good at-bats. And uh, What's changed for you here the, the last week to 10 days or so? Um, this is my approach. I'm feeling more comfortable at the plate, you know, trying to hit the ball the other way, and that's one of my strengths. You know, early on in the year, I was just pulling off too much and trying to do too much at the plate, especially when you don't get the chance to play every day. Uh, when you're not there and you don't see live pitching, it's, it's tough, but... You just got to create a good routine that gets you right for the game, and that's what I'm doing. And looking back to spring training, I know you had a wonderful opportunity to play for Puerto Rico in the World Baseball Classic. Did that disrupt, though, your, your normal routine, and, and was it difficult to recover from that in some ways? It was tough because I didn't get the chance to play. Um, I mean, you hit BP, but it's hard to get your prep work, you know, before the games. But, uh, I mean, I'm here now, you know, there's no excuses, so... Uh, I'm just here every day working, working on my swing and working on my approach and what uh, worked best for me. So uh, I'm going to stick with it. And team-wise, the, the weekend notwithstanding, the, this team has played some pretty good baseball here. Last night, just a, a great comeback win, and, and you had a good stretch before the weekend. You starting to, to feel like this team is, is getting closer to its capabilities of what they could be? I think so. I think, you know, there's a, a lot of people are, you know, they're expecting a lot of big things from us. But, uh, you know, sometimes it takes it takes time. And uh, I think uh, we're, we're on the right direction right now. Uh, every team is going to have, you know, tough, tough series like we did, you know, like, like we have with Minnesota. But, I mean, it's a matter to regroup and come back with a lot of energy and, and play the game the right way and, it was awesome like last night. Uh, we needed that as a, as a team, you know, and off, uh, our offense needed that, so hopefully we keep going. One of the great wins of this season or any season. Roberto, always great to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. So the Indians had their biggest come-from-behind win of the season. It did not carry over to Tuesday, however, as an Adrian Beltre ninth-inning home run gave Texas a 2-1 to win. But Wednesday night, the Indians were right back in the win column. This time, Francisco Lindor got things started early in the first inning. The pitch swung on. Line drive, base hit into right. Kipnis hits third. He's going to be waved home. He will score without a throw. one nothing Indians. Francisco Lindor delivers an RBI single to right. And Lindor has his fourth RBI in this series. And now 37 on the year. And the Indians do take advantage of the Mazzara error and have a one nothing lead on the Francisco Lindor RBI single. Then fresh off the disabled list, Michael Brantley came through in the third. Now the 1-1. Brantley, ground ball base hit up the middle into center. That'll score Kipnis on his way to third is Frankie Lindor. And Michael Brantley makes it a 2 nothing ball game. RBI single to center for Michael Brantley. His 29th RBI, and the first three Indians have reached here in the third, and the Indians lead two to nothing. Still in the third, Jose Ramirez stayed hot. He delivers a swing and a shot into right field. There's a base hit. Lindor scores. Encarnacion around second, going to third. He'll make it in a rundown between first and second. Ramirez is tagged out. It'll be an RBI single for Ramirez to make it a 3 nothing game, but no idea where Jose Ramirez was going. 
Ramirez has his 36th RBI on a base hit to right. Then in the top half of the fourth inning, the Rangers would threaten, but a huge defensive play shut down any chance of a rally. Here comes the 3-1 delivery. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball, right center field, headed to the gap. Zimmer slides and makes the catch. Wow, did he close ground on that fly ball that was headed to the gap in right center, and out of nowhere came Zimmer, who went into a slide and made the catch. Wow, can he cover some ground in center, as he is the Indians' best defensive outfielder, and Boy, he has changed the makeup of that outfield since being called up from AAA. More defense in the sixth. Indians up 3-1, to one, two men in scoring position for Texas. This time the man at the hot corner, Jose Ramirez, came up big. Now the 0-1 pitch from Trevor Bauer. Swung on grounded sharply to third, diving back in to grab by Ramirez. Gets up one hop throw to first, grabbed by Santana for the out. Oh, what a play by Jose Ramirez. Diving to the line with a backhanded stab to take an extra base hit away from Beltre that would have tied this game. Meanwhile, Trevor Bauer was battling, as always, to get through the sixth inning with a lead. Bauer a long, long look in. Now he comes set, and the payoff pitch. Swung on a bouncing ball to second. Build high hop, kipped his gloves, throws, got him, and Bauer gets out of it. With a huge assist from Jose Ramirez. Middle of the sixth with the Indians on top of the Rangers, 3-1. to one. The Indians, looking to add on in the seventh, had loaded the bases for Michael Brantley. Corners are up. Brantley lines a base in into left field. That'll score Zimmer. Everybody moves up one. So the lefty-lefty matchup foiled again by Michael Brantley, who makes it a 4-1 to one Indians lead. And Michael Brantley hitting 282 against left-handers delivers again. His second RBI single tonight, a bullet base hit to left to make it 4-1 to one Indians. And the next batter, Edwin Encarnacion, would keep it going. The set in the pitch. A swing and a ground ball base hit into left. That'll score Perez. Everybody else stops after advancing one. And the Indians keep adding on with RBI singles tonight. All five runs on RBI singles. Edwin Encarnacion makes it 5-1 to one with a ground ball single to left. And Encarnacion, now the third Indian with 41 RBIs as he joins Santana and Chisinau for the team lead. And in the ninth, Cody Allen finished things up. The right-hander's ready. The 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Ball game. Got him with a curve. So Cody Allen wobbles a bit, but finishes off Robinson Chirinos and the Texas Rangers. And the Indians are a winner again tonight, beating Texas by a final score of 5-3. to three. Then on Thursday afternoon, another victory over Texas, this time by a final score of 5-1. to one. An early home run, first inning for Nomar Mazzara, was all the Rangers could muster off of Corey Kluber. We'll have more on Kluber in a bit because it was another outstanding day for him. But the Indians came back quickly. In the third inning, Francisco Lindor's RBDI ground out, tied the game, and then Bradley Zimmer's speed would put the Indians in front. The pitch. 
Down and away, it got away from Chirinos. Coming home is Zimmer. Throw to the pitcher, covering slide. Safe is Zimmer. He went in feet first. Texas may argue this call. Oh, that ball hardly got to the right of Chirinos. Maybe 10, 12 feet. He popped on it quickly. He flipped to the pitcher, Kashner covering. But Zimmer, with that great speed and the hustle, got a good read. Went in with a feet first slide and is called safe at the plate. It was close. It stayed 2-1 to one until the sixth inning. That's when Edwin Encarnacion was able to add to that Indians lead. The pitch to Encarnacion. He bangs one inside the bag at first down the right field line. It'll score Brantley. A broken bat jam job, and Encarnacion muscled a single inside the bag at first and into shallow right. The barrel of the bat went out and hit pitcher Andrew Kashner. And the Indians now lead this game 3-1. to one. And then Lonnie Chisenhall continued an outstanding year pinch hitting as he gave the Indians more breathing room. The set by Martinez and the pitch. And Chisenhall, a swing and a shot toward first. It's right over the bank, down the right field line, headed toward the corner. Chisenhall on his way to second. Encarnacion and Ramirez score. And Chisenhall now with nine RBIs in pinch hitting rolls this year. The Indians have had the big blowout inning. Three runs across. They now lead Texas 5-1. to one. And once again, the Indians doing it without home runs. Now back to Kluber, who after the first inning home run was pretty much untouchable. Now the wind by Kluber in the 2-2. Strike three, call! He locked him up with a fastball. Kluber has struck out a dozen. Indians five, Rangers one. Bottom of the eighth coming up on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network. And for Kluber, it wrapped up a remarkable June 64 strikeouts in one month, something that's only happened before in Indians history for the likes of Bob Feller and sudden Sam McDowell. An outstanding month completed for Corey Kluber as he has been on quite a roll. So Friday night's game was rained out here in Detroit. That means the day-night doubleheader originally scheduled for today goes on as scheduled as the first two games of what is now a three-game series. Well, we hope you can stay with us. Tribe Talk will continue after this break. We will visit with Bradley Zimmer, who's off to an outstanding start in his rookie season. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Castro's pitch, runner goes, pitches up and in. Joseph throw to second, feet first slide, he's safe again. Boy, he is just so quick. And it's amazing for a kid 6'5", 220. How quickly he gets it into high gear. Well, it's not going to matter when the Indians get Brandon Geyer and Abel Monte healthy. The one guy that's staying here is Bradley Zimmer. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Comerica Park in Detroit where the Indians and the Detroit Tigers will play a day-night doubleheader. A lot of baseball coming your way today. And Bradley Zimmer, the Indians' rookie center fielder, will be right in the middle of it. What a rookie season it has been. And again, a reminder, he was not called up until mid-May. But since he has been with the big club, we've seen power, speed. He's been able to maintain an average close to the 300 mark most of the time, and he's played outstanding defense as well. 
And when we had a chance to visit with Bradley earlier in the week, he talked about settling in at the big league level. Yeah, I feel like I've, uh, I've definitely settled in. Um, you know, I think just really for me, it's just getting comfortable. And uh, and the staff and my all my teammates here have been have done an awesome job of, of welcoming me and, and you know making me feel you know at home and part of the team from from day one. So I think that's really been really helpful for you know kind of breaking into the big leagues and. It's been fun, man. I've had a good time so far. I think, uh, um, you know, we've had we've had uh, some stretches where we played good ball and, and stretches where we played bad. So I think we're, we're figuring it out right now and, uh, you know, looking forward to, to getting it going here soon. You mentioned feeling comfortable, and I know you lock her next to Francisco Lindor, and he was saying when you first came up that he wasn't that far away from where you are now in terms of experience and has he been helpful along those lines yeah he, he's been awesome i think we uh, you know we've, we've had fun so far you know getting to share lo- locker right next to each other and and just talk you know baseball or not talk baseball whatever it may be it's, it's been enjoyable and he's been i mean he's been definitely been helpful challenge wise uh, you've hit for some average you've hit for some power you've stolen some bases uh, what have you found up here to, to be the biggest challenge to having success? I think just you know continuing to be to be myself, you know, do you know do what I've done my you know up until this point, and not trying to to be somebody that I'm not. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, I'm here to I'm here to, to help help this team win and, and you know get to world get back to the World Series and, and win this time. You know, and not not to just say that I can I'm a major league player you know like I said it's whatever I can do to help help this team so um, you know I think I've done a pretty good job of that so far kind of all over the board and going to continue to to do what I can. Indians rookie outfielder Bradley Zimmer joining us a couple of items uh, you had a, a play at the plate where you threw a runner out from center field and there was a stat cast number that the velocity was the highest in the, in the stat cast history uh background though a little pitching in your background if you can throw that hard from from center field to home plate uh yeah i was a, i was a brief briefly our closer in high school but i mean that's pretty much as far as it went um our pitching coordinator here has given me a hard time you know ever since i signed saying that he wants me to be a pitcher but but uh but yeah i don't i don't ever see that happen <laughs> enough of a challenge being a position player right right yeah all right speed wise uh you're six five, but you have uncommon speed for someone that height. But you were saying earlier, it wasn't always that way. And explain what happened when you had the growth spurt, going from fastest to maybe not so fast. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a guy that has been able to run just kind of naturally, and then you know went through that kind of awkward phase where um, kind of lost maybe a step or two or five or six. <laughs> but uh, you know, after that, I kind of grew into my body, and then. Started to get it back, and and uh, and I did a lot of a lot of work um, in that in that period of time, and I've continued to, to build off that you know every year, and uh, I think it's you know it's improved more and more um, as we move along. And when we talk about speed, obviously there's raw speed, but stealing a base not necessarily raw speed. Going from first to third, taking the extra base like we saw in Sunday's game against Minnesota. Yeah. How much do you work on that that mental side of the game to make sure you're prepared and can take advantage of good speed? Yeah, I mean, it, it, for me, it's you know, I'm in the box, I'm a hitter, and as soon as I leave the box, I'm a base runner. So that mindset um, has you know stuck with me, and that's kind of what I've 
I've built off you know, the last couple of times we've been out there. So. All right, Bradley. Thanks. Thanks so much for coming by. Appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you. That's Bradley Zimmer, the Indians' outstanding rookie center fielder. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll catch up with an old friend who was in town earlier this week, Mike Napoli, who was such a big part of the Indians' 2016 American League Championship Club, now at Texas, and we'll visit with Nap when we come back. After this, on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Comerica Park in Detroit. Well, earlier this week, the Texas Rangers were in Cleveland for a four-game series against the Tribe. And for Mike Napoli, the Rangers' first baseman, D.H., it was his first visit back to Cleveland since the World Series a year ago when he wrapped up just a tremendous only season, as it turns out, in a Tribe uniform, a career year for Napoli with 34 home runs and 101 runs driven in played just about every day, and was invaluable with his experience and veteran leadership in that Indians clubhouse for a team that went to Game 7 in the World Series. When we caught up with Mike Napoli earlier this week, we asked him what made 2016 so special to a player who has been a part of some very good teams in other cities throughout his career. Well, I mean, it starts with the guys and... uh... You know, our leader in Tito, um, you know, coming in, he, the relationship we built um, was unbelievable. It's something special that will last for um, you know, the rest of our lives. And, uh, you know, to be able to come here and, and uh, see the young kids develop and be able to go out there on a daily basis and, and stay consistent. Um, you know, I knew coming in that we had a great pitching staff. You know, that was the, the talk of, you know, the Cleveland Indians. But uh, to, to be able to come together as a lineup, was, was special, you know, because everyone thought, you know, when you came in, you were going to face a really tough pitching staff, but um, we swung the bats well. We, we complimented each other as, as a lineup, and, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. And off the field, it seemed to take off so quickly with the, with the party in Napoli shirts that, that raised money for Cleveland Clinic Children's, and did that part of it surprise you, maybe based on some some impressions you had coming in here as a visiting player prior to last year? Um, well, I mean, going to Boston and, and be able to work with uh, the Boston Children's Hospital, is, it opened my eyes to, that showed me that I, could, I had an opportunity to really help people uh, being in the situation I was. So I, I kind of always looked for little things to do to try to try to help out. And, uh, you know, with the whole party at Napoli's thing, it was just a great opportunity. Um, you know, I, I really have to thank the fans of, who, you know, bought the T-shirts and, and helped out and, and uh you know, really rolled with it. It was just a, a great opportunity, and it, and it worked. So, I mean, it was just uh, something cool. Um, I never expected to raise that much money. You know, it was it was a lot of money, and uh, but it was just you know credit to the the people that bought the shirts and, and you know got on board with uh, the whole party at Napoli thing. Mike Napoli joining us. Uh, nice ceremony Monday night. You presented with your ALCS uh, pennant ring. Mm-hmm. But I know earlier in the day you had a chance to sneak over to the clubhouse. And, and what was that like for you, just seeing Tito on his turf and, and seeing some of the guys over there? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really special, but at the same time it's hard too. You know, um, like I said, the, the special bond that we built, uh, you know, being away from him, um, it's been weird. But you know what, we keep, we keep in touch. Uh, 
you know, all the time. But be able to go over there yesterday, go in the office and talk to him, it was great to see him. It made me feel really good. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was a great conversation, like always. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's fun seeing him on the other side because I know everything that he's thinking and he's doing over there, it's, uh, it's always fun. And you're trying to do your best to, to get your own club to a real high level here this season. With that said, how, how much can you still follow players that you really had a close bond with a year ago? Uh, I mean, I do. I keep up. I got the Major League Baseball app on my phone, you know. Um, always watching the scoreboard to see what's going on. Um, so, I mean, I, I keep up. I mean, these guys are my, my good friends. So, um, you know, I always want to see what's going on and see what they're doing. And, uh, you know, so I'll always, I'll always be watching. Yeah, Mike, great to have you along. I know Tribe fans miss you. They had a lot of fun with you here last year, no question about it. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, thank you. That's Mike Napoli. Always good to see him, and and certainly Indians fans gave him a well-deserved, great reception during the four days in Cleveland for Texas. Stay tuned. We'll have our weekly farm report when we return with our final segment as Tribe Talk wraps up on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Comerica Park in Detroit, where the Indians and Tigers play a day-night doubleheader today, Saturday, and then wrap up the series Sunday afternoon with a 110 first pitch. Each week we check in with James Harris, the Indians Director of Player Development, the weekly farm report. And uh, this week the new draft picks were in town from the June draft just completed. Those who have signed their contracts had a chance to stop in a progressive field, a, a kind of a orientation, so to speak, to the organization that they are now a part of. And certainly James Harris and his group and player development, a big part of that. And we asked James, what are some of the things that the Indians do to make their new players comfortable so they can play to the best of their abilities once they hit the field? I think the intention is, is to bring them here to Cleveland and show them that they're a Cleveland Indian. They might be playing in Mahoney Valley, Akron, Lake County, and those are all great spots for them to, for their development. But ultimately, they're Cleveland Indians. So our president, Chris Antonetti, our GM, Michael Chernoff, wanted to spend time with them to welcome them to the organization, to tell them what this organization is about, and give them the first steps towards getting to work. Obviously, goal setting, a, a big thing in any career, especially baseball, and, and to, to show them progressive field as the goal, I, I would think, would be as good as anything you could do. Well, that's the hope. When you draft a guy, you want him to want to make the major leagues. I think our goals are aligned. We want him to be in the major leagues, and he wants to be in the major leagues. So just having him come here, show them um, what the goal is, show them what our major league players do, have our major league players talk to them and tell them about their routines and the things that they do on a daily basis to give these guys both motivation and a roadmap to achieve their goals. And You mentioned current Indians players being a part of that. I know, uh, I think it was Michael Brantley, Francisco Lindor, Corey Kluber, just some of the names who, who came up. And what was their message to these kids? I think a lot of the message was is that, number one, you have to be a good person, a good teammate. Uh, this is a team sport, and you can come together and, and support each other to, to reach your goal of making the major leagues and winning championships. And on top of that, it takes a daily effort of routines and hard work and discipline and using the resources around you to make yourself better each and every day. And when you look at their participation, um, I'm going to guess knowing those three in particular that uh, it was no problem having them come up and and say a few words because they just seem so invested in the franchise. Absolutely, not just those guys. Guys who have been here for a shorter period of time, like like Andrew Miller uh, was up there. And, and of course, what he spoke with 
the different organizations that he's been in gave perspective to players. Um, there's guys like Cody Allen. There's guys like Mike, Do- like like Tomlin came up, which was awesome. Um, guys who have been drafted in different areas of the draft. Guys who have overcome the odds to be in the major leagues. Guys who have gone to different organizations and guys have, who have suffered things like injuries and have come back from those are all great stories uh, for our players to hear about. James Harris joining us, Indians Director of Player Development, our weekly farm report. We're talking about the, the most recently drafted Cleveland Indians and, and how they're moved into the system to, to give them the best chance to succeed. And uh, maybe the, the best compliment, talking to Ernie Clement, who was uh, drafted in the fourth round out of Virginia. He's going to Mahoning Valley. And he's been around his, his new teammates for about a week. And he said that they've already developed bonds and they, they have a good team chemistry. And, and I would imagine from your perspective that that has to make you feel good. Absolutely. When you're surrounded by people who have similar goals and similar work ethics and are going towards the same direction as you are, you, you tend to rise a little bit higher than if you were doing it yourself. So we try to foster those relationships. They're in the clubhouse a lot. They play the game together. They ride buses together. So that time together, if you put good people together who work hard, good things happen. Switching gears to to on the field, uh, good announcement earlier this week for two members of the Indians farm system. Tristan McKenzie, uh, pitcher down at the single-A level, having an outstanding season, and Francisco Mejia, who uh, we talked about last week, having just a tremendous year catching at the double-A level. They've been named to the Futures game, and this will be a part of Major League Baseball's All-Star Weekend down in Miami. When you look at, at the benefits of them going to this game, regardless of what they do on the field during this game, what are the benefits from your perspective? Well, one big benefit is they're there with, with other all-star caliber players. So they get to, to have, A, that competition and, and get to see um, the fruits of their labor a little bit. So then when they come back, they can get back to work and, and start looking towards their goals. They can feel that they're really close because a lot of people who play in this game ultimately become major league players. So they know that they're that caliber of of players, but they still have a lot of work to do to improve to reach that goal. All right, good stuff this week as always. James, thanks for coming by. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for having me. It's fun. That's James Harris, the Indians Director of Player Development. And that'll do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you can join us next week when we will air the show from back home at Progressive Field as we take you into the All-Star break with a three-game weekend series at Progressive Field against these same Detroit Tigers that the Indians are playing here in the Motor City this weekend. So until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network.